atheists, atheists indeed, are a peculiar people. Oh, they are. The book says, the fool says in his heart, there is no God. Yeah, let's start there. The atheists claim that there are no absolutes, no definites. Oh, okay, that's okay. But that includes the statement they just made. They don't understand that. No absolutes or definites. They're claiming that. So what they're saying is ridiculous. They're contradicting themselves. I guess that's what you call a paradox. A paradox that the atheists have no answer to. Now they don't. Paradox. How about how about paradigm? You ever hear that word? Paradigm. Do you know the meaning to that? Yeah, I had to Google it. Yeah, that's for sure. Evidently, a paradigm is a typical example or pattern of something. It's like a model. And I don't mean a high fashion model that shimmies down the runway. No, I don't mean that kind of model. You know, when I was a delusional 20-year-old, I took modeling classes. Yeah, I did. I practiced pivoting on my lunch hour. Can you imagine that? I wonder if I should be embarrassed about that. Should I? Hey, you know, when you're young especially, you try things, and then you figure out what's not for you. And that definitely wasn't for me. I quit after two practices. Practices, that's sports. After two classes. But I can still pivot. Yeah, I can. Now this morning, I have a good friend of mine on. His name is Joe, and he's 80 years old. And he's going to discuss with me and hopefully explain to me The Paradigm. That's the name of a book written by Jonathan Kahn, who is actually a a messianic Jew, uh, a Jew evidently who believes in Jesus Christ. Hey, Joe. What's up, man? Well, good morning, Bob. How are you today? Did you have that all planned? It sounded like you wrote that down. Good morning, Bob. How are you today? Well, what was I going to say? I I, I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm looking at this microphone, staring it in the eye, and it's staring back at me. (laughs) Very, very intimidating. Let me tell you something. Well, all you got to do is just stay close to us. Well, I'm trying to stay close. If I go in and out, you'll know what I'm doing. So you're a little nervous, huh? Oh, wouldn't I be? When I get nervous, my intestines crunch up. Oh, my arms shiver. Shiver? Oh, yeah. Your intestines are good? Oh, they're good. I, I, right now they are, anyway. I, I would have to take trips to the bathroom. And uh, you do realize there is a biological link between being nervous and your intestines, for real. Is that what it is? Hold on a second. <laughs> you got to go. <laughs> so. Now, I know Joe for five to ten years, I think we've known each other, roughly. And in that time, I attempted to squeeze... I don't know if you know this or not, Joe, but I attempted to squeeze every drop of wisdom out of you like a sponge. I figure, why should I go through uh, rough experiences of life just to gain knowledge when I could pilfer off you? Is that what you did? Yes. So what would you do with the next 10 minutes of your time? <laughs> Good one. It was a lot more 10 minutes. It was like 10 years, actually, 5 to 10 years. You, have a, you had a lot of good things to say. Uh, but and you and you actually did save me a lot of time and aggravation going through through things myself. I don't want to do that. So thanks for that. No, yeah, you're welcome. The book says about wisdom that I gained off you. It says, "Walk with wise men, and you will become wise. But the companion of fools will fare badly." Well, that's a good quote. I wish I know what you just said. <laughs> uh. 
But anyway, talking about the paradigms, and you and I have discussed this, I believe, many, many times, and, and the mystery of the paradigm. Now, you don't have to look at me when you talk. Just uh, look in, at that big eyeball looking at you oh, with the mic, and so your, your vocals it, are, are absorbed in They don't here. bite, do they? <laughs> yeah, you did. Um, one day, actually, you came over with three books to my house, and right there there's a problem because you know darn well I don't read. I do know that. Yeah, and you're coming over with three books. Other than the Bible, I don't read that stuff. Right, right. But we did discuss it, and basically we discussed the many parallels from history, even 3,000 years ago, relating to to today. Basically, history repeating itself with similar characters. That's correct. And we start with, uh, if you look at the Bible and you read the Bible, as I understand the Bible, it's almost talking about things that have happened it's also a forecast of things that may be happening or happening as we go. So if you use the Bible in a sense that it's predictable, you're going to start getting into what we'll call the paradigms. And that's what the author Khan talks about. He talks about this master blueprint, a pattern or template of life experiences. So let's start with government leaders and powers kings and presidents who comes to mind joe first well i think we start with the the clintons and we can go forward through the from the clintons all the way to obama and even up to trump today so when we look at clintons and we look at what happened in the bible and we can start to relate to things we can relate to the vineyard that's a that's a section of the bible we can also relate to whitewater which is what has happened today, and the murder in the vineyard, and we bring into Foster, who was the man that died in the Whitewater incident. And this is all in the book, The Paradigm, correct? It's in The Paradigm. If, if you go through The bar- Paradigm, it'll take you section by section uh, from Whitewater. It's parallel to the time in the vineyard. Now, when you mention uh, the Clintons, Bill and Hillary, you're relating them to what king and queen of 3,000 years ago? Ahab and Jezebel. Now, there's a lot about that, right? Yes. And and these kings, now and even back then, very ruthless, uh, uh, admits much scandal. Now, these these governments' heads, uh, right off the bat, for instance, and again, this is past, present, and future, how they operate it, number one— and, and this is in the Bible plenty of times and in recorded history that government heads will kill their opposition, whether it's family or friends. It's done since the beginning of time. They eliminate you. Yeah, and uh, you know, if we've got to remember that the Bible does talk in symbolism. There's a lot of symbolism going on, so if they're going to talk about somebody killing somebody in the Bible, it might be somebody not being reelected or losing a, a political race in today's time. Now, they, they eliminate you, sort of like when you played football. I understand you were a real good football running back back in the day. Back in the day, yeah. I tried it once when I was 65. I fell, and I fell again, and I don't do it anymore. But in football, they tried to eliminate you. Like, you were, you were pretty much a star running back, and you were their only weapon on the team. So what does the defense do? They assign, like, three guys on you to pile on 
and, and 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 basically hurt you not permanently, but to get you out of the game. You play defense. They would send three blockers at you, right? You that's, told me these stories. That's true. Or did you just make them all up? No, I made them up. No, they were true. They were true. So it's the, the same thing in politics. If you're a threat, you, in order to win the game or to win politics, elimination is necessary. Well, we're coming into today's politics now where it's so so evident that uh, it's just unbelievable. I don't know how anybody can't see through what's going on in the political world today. Now, another example of killing opposition, you have Saul and David. You ever hear them in the book? Oh, I've heard of them, but I'm not uh, really familiar with the, the whole well, story. Well, David was a threat to Saul's kingdom, to the throne. And many times, King Saul attempted to kill David. In fact, the book says that King Saul's son, who liked David, everybody liked David, except the king himself because he was a threat. The book said, my father Saul is looking for a chance to kill you. Be on your guard tomorrow morning. Go into hiding and stay there. So this has been going on. And don't kid yourself. This still happens today. Like China, Russia, that Korean guy, he killed his uncle, right? That's true. That's true. So it goes on. And you, and you think about the United States. Well, each of us are going to have to figure that one out for, for ourselves. You know, I think sometimes the United States, our country, people think we're so perfect, like your kids. They think, oh, my kids are so perfect. They could never do that. And then years after the fact, when they're in their, in their 25, 35, when they're older, they say, you know what? I did this, that, and the other thing. I snuck out, and I did this. And you're flabbergasted. It's like, are you kidding me? I thought you were an angel. And it's the same thing with the country. Yeah, we're all angels. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, politicians especially. You find out 25 years later the truth about something, the real truth. You need to see it to believe it. Relic Hunter Firing Line has a new awesome 12-lane indoor gun range, rentals, and the largest selection of firearms for purchase. Also available are training classes for both men and women, along with several membership plans to suit your specific needs. Relic Hunter Firing Line is located off Route 145 in North Whitehall. Give them a call at 610-440-1911. Their friendly and helpful service is available to you seven days a week as Relic Hunter Firing Line opens every day at 10 a.m. And if you're looking to purchase firearms, you can actually try before you buy. Shoot the gun first in the 12-lane indoor range, and then decide. So that's Relic Hunter Firing Line off Route 145 in North Whitehall. Their phone is 610-440-1911. Or visit them at their website, relichunter.com. Tell them Robert from Don't Bring Up God sent you. Queen's Nutritional Products is all about one thing, clean, healthy, natural living. Take advantage of Queen's full assortment of organic, vegan, vegetarian, and gluten-free products. Everything from vitamins, herbs, grains, and raw honey to skin, hair, and beauty enhancers designed to slow down the aging process. Queen's also has pet products without all the harmful artificial ingredients and chemicals. Queen's Nutritional Products is located at 1450 Pennsylvania Avenue, right on the border of Allentown and Bethlehem. Visit their website at queensnutrition.net. Their phone is 610-691-6644. And for you sports nutritionists, there's no better place than Queens. With 40 years of experience, they will absolutely fuel your fire. Queens, a family business, is also a wholesale business 
specializing in dried fruits and nuts, roasted fresh right on the premises. So that's Queen's Nutritional Products open seven days a week. Penharth is your store for Easy Blaze wood pellets, Breckwell and St. Croix pellet stoves, along with a great selection of wood stoves. All available at great prices with ultimate efficiency. And don't forget about their amazing Yoder pellets, smokers, and grills. The world's most versatile cooker. You get flame grill, smoke, and bake all in one. It has a precise temperature control, clean burning wood pellets, plus an industry-leading warranty. Anything and everything tastes better off a Yoder smoker and grill. So visit Penharth and Copley, Tuesday through Saturday. Their phone is 610-769-5050. I hope you can freely bring up God to family and friends, but sometimes they look at you like you got worms crawling out of your ears, as if, what's wrong with you? Their message is loud and clear. Don't bring up God. Whoa, but on this show, don't bring up God. We bring up God. Does that make sense? Yo, we talked about throwing up on a boat, the Wizard of Oz, the prostate, and the bad attitude of an ostrich. But the best, most important topics of all are God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and the Bible. So come on, join the party and call us live at 610-720-7900. That's 610-720-7900. And the government leaders of past, present, and future, they set the moral, or should I say immoral, tone many times for themselves and the society that they rule, uh, largely through the media and the policies that they adopt and push through. Uh, they're talking about, what was that, cosmopolitan, cosmopolitan value system. That's what Khan talks about in his book, The Paradigm. That that kind of thing is created, very hokey and superficial, self-serving to the government leaders and their financial backers. Joe, do you have financial backers? Do you have just like those politicians? Oh, absolutely. We all should have one, like like a guardian angel, a financial backer. You got it. <laughs> but that's what they do. So we are talking. I'm here with Joe, my buddy. Uh, we're talking about the paradigm by Jonathan Kahn, and that's not the Star Trek character, Kahn, the villain, but Jonathan Kahn, and he talks about the parallels of history, including Ahab and Jezebel. Now, Jezebel was related to, as, as you said, Joe, Hillary, correct? That's correct. That's Hillary. But in going through the paradigm, uh, we, have to, we have to take a look at various different things and different people. Because we can dwell on Bill Clinton and Hillary as, as they relate to what went on in the past. But then there, there, there were kings afterwards. And those kings, if you, if you read the book or if you read the Bible, you'll start to see a, a paradigm or a parallel between what went on in the past and what went on in the future. And as we talk about earlier, I guess, the uh, Bible being able to predict the future in ways, and if we keep our eyes open, we may stay out of trouble. The Bible is, I heard the other day, 25% prophetic, talking about the future. And that's for us to know and to see and recognize so you're better prepared in life. Right. And as we go through the book, we start to see what king represented what president today. And we can go to Joram, who, which, of course, was Obama. And then, uh, okay, now hold on. Let's let's start with Ahab and Jezebel. I mean, some to refresh everybody's mind. Jezebel, 
she did not want to be just the king's wife. She wanted to be the co-equal to the throne, if not even then some. She was the boss, right? That's right. Always wanted political control and power. Notorious for evil and her seductive ways. That's true. And she hoped that when uh, Ahab was no longer in power, she would become in power. Just like Hillary. Just like Hillary. And that was Hillary's goal, just as it was Jezebel. But somehow, someone got in between and became a king or a president. And that president was Obama. But Jezebel worked in the house of the next king, Joram, as did Hillary work in the next house of Obama. And they always stayed on the peripheral, even more so inside, always affecting their the president's decisions or the king's decisions. Now, the Bible even predicted the death of Jezebel. I mean, she was really a rat, a ratist, shall we say. The book says, dogs shall devour Jezebel at the confines of Jezreel, so that no one can bury her. Dogs shall eat her flesh. Her body shall be like dung in the field. Dung. What, what's the uh, professional translation of, of dung? That, that's a funny word. Dung. Yeah, it pretty much, yeah, like, like dong, bong. As we know, dung is essentially crap, poo, manure, droppings. Cow chips, a mess, number two. You pick one. I'm not going to pick one. You pick one. (laughs) But she died a terrible death. And as we all know, that began with her being thrown out the window. But when she lived, she was the real power behind the throne, constantly manipulating the king. And that's true. But as we go forward, because... She did, again, she was in the command of the king. She then wanted to go off on her own. She wanted to become the leader. But somebody else came along and became that leader. And that was Ahab's son, what was the name? Joram. Right. And you're saying Bill was replaced by... Not necessarily Joram at the time, because there was sort of a break in between presidents today. But the... uh, the ideology that went forward came with Obama. When Obama defeated uh, Hillary and became, again, the king here or the president, and Hillary became secretary of state as second in command or whatever you want to call it. But as things went on, she eventually left and she wanted to become the leader. Now, when Bill got elected, he joked that... uh You're getting two for the price of one, meaning his wife. You know, even back then, we didn't want two for one, and we certainly don't want that extra one now. As we know, defeated for president twice, thank God. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But again, Jezebel and Hillary, very similar, being overly uh, aggressive with that selfish ambition. Both wanted to be the king, the president, and so forth. And they would attain it by any means necessary, lies and deception. Now, Jezebel, she was uh, corrupting her husband with pagan gods and human sacrifice to bow. Now, how does that human sacrifice relate to Clinton? Well, that relates to her feelings on abortion, the killing of babies, the golden calf, if you go back to Baal and who she promoted back in the day of Jezebel. 
It was the golden calf and the sacrifice of children. Today, as we look at things and Hillary's agenda, she was big on abortion, similar to killing of children at some form. It was essentially human sacrifice. And God, that's why he didn't permit foreign marriages. He was very much against that because he always believed that the spouse who believed in these pagan gods and human sacrifices would infect the husband and the family and the people at large. The book says, do not give your daughters to their sons or take their daughters for your sons because they will turn your sons away from me to worship other gods. And, and that's exactly what was going on there. I mean, Jezebel and Hillary, they're, they're like twins, like, like Patty Duke. Remember Patty Duke? You ever, that, <laughs> Vaguely. That identical cousins all the time. They laugh a lot. They talk a lot. What a crazy pair. That might be a little bit after your time. Well, it was before my time. I think it was after yours. Yeah. yeah uh, I don't know. I took a shot. Yeah. I forgot our generations are separating us. Big time. And and and, but that's all right. That's what makes it uh, interesting and intriguing. Well, let's just go back a little bit and and say, okay, now we know that Jezebel, as well as Clinton, they wanted to become leaders, but somewhere along the line, Jezebel was upset by a nobody, somebody that had no political uh, aspirations, was had no idea about government, but yet he came in and he became king and his name was Jehu, J-E-H-U, I believe is how you spelt that. And he runs a parallel to another guy that we hear of today who came in, no political background, but was a leader, a warrior, somebody that in his own right could upend things, change things. Now, if we go back a little bit to the Bible, and the Bible talks about how God was not happy with what was going on and eventually destroyed a kingdom. And if we go through the Bible and we follow that path, as does in the book, you'll find that there was a break in God's will or why he did not destroy the kingdom, and he p- sort of put it on pause because of this new king, Jehu. Well, I see the same thing today as we watched what happened with Trump when he came into the presidency. He had nothing to do, but he wanted to, he talks of God, but a little bit, and he brings with him the evangelicals, which were the, the religious people, And God gives us a break now, and I think God today is giving us a window of what we have to do to avoid what we'll call ending it all, the United States going down the tubes. Just as we had back in that day, Israel was given a pause when this new Jehu came in and tried to disrupt what Hillary and Obama and those people or going back to Jezebel in her day, what she wanted to do so as through, far as going against God. Because so through, throughout time, we're giving opportunities to basically repent, ask for forgiveness, change our ways. I mean, the theme is very prevalent throughout the Bible, past, present, and future. And you're talking about Jezebel and Hillary, the similarities. You know, they always persuaded uh, their husbands 
in any kind of decisions. I think all except uh, in Hillary's case, all except for Bill's decision in his mistress category. I don't think she had any input into that, did she? I think he handled that all on his own. Well, sort of. And you and I were talking on the way over the parallel uh, that we saw between... I'm not done with uh, his affairs. You're going to go to something else, aren't you? I sure am. No, like, he had many of them, and Jennifer Flowers, I always thought they made such a nice couple. Well, maybe they did. They were so cute together. But that wasn't what ended his reign. Uh, but nevertheless, I, I, I got to say, when, when, when that all broke, Hillary faked her shock about the affairs, especially with Lewinsky. I mean, come on. That was a political, powerful arrangement of marriage from the very beginning, like many in the past were marriages for political strength in politics. All right, you were going to hop to something else? Well, no, I wasn't, because now you got me looking at this here microphone here saying, what am I going to say next? Where did he just get all of this from? Hey, Queen's Nutritional Products, that's a healthy story. You've gone there before, right, Joe? Actually, I went there, yes, and it was because I heard your show. And, uh, nice. I, and I was trying to uh, get some kind of medication or some kind of pills or something, and they had them. Their vitamins, Nature's Plus, American Health, New Chapter Now, and Herbalistic Alchemist. Alchemist. I don't even know how to say that. Alchemist. Alchemist. Are you sure about that? No. <laughs> <laughs> They're all 25% off. Then you have organic per pound, Turkish figs, $5.99, California raisins, $3.99, coconut chips, $4.99, pistachio and shell, $10.99 a pound. And then for Easter bake sale, they have special things going on. Walnuts, $4.95, coconut, $2.95, raw almonds, $5.95 a pound, raisins, 15 ounces for a box. No, 15 ounces. I got that backwards. Jeez, look, come on now. Get it together. It's $2.50 for a 15-ounce box. How's that? Raisins. That's all at Queen's Nutritional Products. Penharth is your store for Easy Blaze wood pellets, Breckwell and St. Croix pellet stoves, along with a great selection of wood stoves. All available at great prices with ultimate efficiency. And don't forget about their amazing Yoder pellets, smokers, and grills. The world's most versatile cooker. You get flame grill, smoke, and bake all in one. It has a precise temperature control, clean burning wood pellets, plus an industry-leading warranty. Anything and everything tastes better off a Yoder smoker and grill. So visit Penharth and Copley, Tuesday through Saturday. Their phone is 610-769-5050. Man, what's not happening at Relic Hunter Firing Line? Where do I begin? Rotating every month, we got for the more advanced shooters, Tactical Night, where you got a walking course on the open range floor with different targets and shooting stations. We also got a move and shoot night concentrating on movement forward and back and drawing from your holster. To sign up, call 610-440-1911. Relic Hunter Firing Line also has a new shooter class teaching you fundamentals and good shooting habits. Relic Hunter also has the NRA Basic Pistol 6-hour course and guess what? Free lunch. Last but not least, we have the all-important ladies night. Women have absolutely no reason to be intimidated. Come out to learn, shoot, 
and have fun with one of the best female instructors in the Lehigh Valley. So call Relic Hunter Firing Line today at 610-440-1911. What can you get at King Cone? How about everything? We have Nelson's and Libby's ice cream, homemade waffle cones, ice cream cakes, banana splits, milkshakes, and plenty of indoor seating. Come drop by and treat yourself, family, and friends at King Cone. Doors open at 12 noon, seven days a week. That's King Cone at the corner of MacArthur Road and Route 329 in Whitehall. Call at 610-261-1935. Yep, don't bring up God. It's for regular people like you and me, like me and you. Let Robert know how God and the Bible pertains or doesn't pertain to your life. Hey, one way or the other, like blondes or brunettes, shaman or scot, a coffin or urn. We're here every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 on WAEB, 790 AM. Yeah, and certainly listen to call at 610-720-7900. Yes, we're here talking about the paradigm written by Jonathan Kahn. I have a friend here. His name is Joe. Now, Joe, you just had an 80-year-old birthday, right? Surprise party. Man, 80-year-old guy, and, he, and you're still kicking? Your, your mind's sharp? Sometimes, yes, it is. And your body maybe a little duller than sharp? Very much duller. <laughs> <laughs> what would you prefer? You know, people, as they get older, they're either their mind goes or their body goes. Which would you, which would you prefer if you had to pick one? Uh, neither. <laughs> what I'm finding is as I get some new information inside my head, a piece of old information goes out, and I'm not too happy with that. Remember uh, one of our one of your first encounters with my happy, energetic, friendly pit bull? Do you remember that? Oh, absolutely. You were all downstairs. This is so funny. He was downstairs talking to a bunch of people, and I, I was upstairs, and all of a sudden my pit bull, he started jumping on this woman next to Joe, Jumping up and down and, and annoying her to no end. So Joe decided to be the hero. So he decided to grab the dog and, and pull her over and try to calm the dog down. You said, oh, easy, calm down, relax. And then the dog started to jumping, jumping on you and inadvertently scratched your forearms all over the place. So he went upstairs. And like I said, I didn't, see, I didn't know what was going on. He came up. He asked for a Band-Aid and went into the bathroom. And then I checked on you like five minutes later to see if you were okay. I looked in. There's blood all over the sink. It looked like a crime scene. Blood everywhere. And evidently you were on blood thinners, bleeding like a sieve. What happened there? Well, the dog got all excited because I was paying attention to her. I think it's a her, right? Yeah. And uh, had these nails that were like razor blades and was just so excited she'd run up and then jump on me and then she'd run away and jump on me and so doing would be grabbing onto my arms with her nails. So when, when's the lawsuit going to come through? We're working on that now, Bob. Uh, it only took three weeks to get back the color in my arm and uh, another month before I was able to use it. I, I thought you were going to drop. Fine. I thought you were going to drop or something. You left the bathroom with like six bandages all over your forearm. Yeah, thank, thank God for your wife who came along and gave me something to cover the whole arm instead hey, of little band-aids. It, you know, it, would, it wouldn't have happened if you didn't intervene and, and had to play the hero. I mean, you had to save that damsel in, in distress if you would have just let her play. 
with the person next to you, none of this would have happened. I think it would have because the dog was all over her. and uh, Yeah, but she wasn't on blood thinners and wouldn't have bled like a sieve. Who thinks of blood thinners when you got this? And I think she had long sleeves on. She was protected. So did I. Went right through them. Oh, really? I didn't <laughs> yeah. know that. Oh, yeah. So that... we're talking about political powers and marriages. And, and as I said, Solomon, uh, back then, Solomon, the book says... That he basically did this. He said, uh, the book says, Solomon allied himself by marriage with Pharaoh, king of Egypt. He married his daughter, and she lived with him, assuring that there would be no attack and that there would, and then peace would prevail. Uh, Pharaoh's not going to attack him when his daughter's living right there with him, sort of like the board guy. He, he'll never attack me while you're here, Joe. No, he would. We would. You think? <laughs> oh, I know. But he, he's your dog or your daughter's dog. And no, I'm talking dog. about the bored guy, not the dog. He'd attack me. I fell asleep. All right. Yeah, That's that happens. When you get to 80. But these marriages, the point is, the marriages were put together for political power. They were arrangements for political gain. And it was no different uh, with Hillary and uh, William, in my mind. Correct? William? Bill. Oh, Bill. I didn't think of him as William. Yeah, that's that's pretty much the case. But we keep going back to Hillary. We want to talk about Hillary uh, because that is, you know, part of it. But as we progress, we've got to get into today, I believe, where we are today and where the Bible says we are. Where does Khan say we are? Uh, and, and that's kind of the big parallel that's going to get us to just about where we are today as to where we've been. Well, the king and president that came about next, as far as Jezebel and, and uh, Mrs. Clinton, was Juram and then Obama. But you're saying there's another guy that came after Juram? You sure you got your facts Jehu. straight? Oh, I got Jehu. 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 All right, talk about him a little bit. And this is from the paradigm again, right? Yeah. Now, Jehu was a controversial figure. He... As a destabilizing agent, he was a threat to the nation's status quo. This is back 3,000 years. 3,000 years ago. He was outside of the realm of politics. He entered the national stage as an outsider. He was not a gentle man. He was rough and coarse. He was not a diplomat. He was a knowledgeable man. He would rant, but he was just not political. He was a warrior. Now, a this, is, this is the guy that killed Jezebel, right? Yeah, her husband. Her husband. And maybe her... Killed her husband. Sure. You're confusing me now, Joe. Well, he shot an arrow in the air where it landed. He landed in uh, somebody's heart. Okay, and maybe I got that wrong. I could, but... And it went on to Jezebel... I'm sure. Okay, so this Jehu, who does he parallel with today? Trump. Okay, Trumpy. Trump. And when, and, and when Trump came down the escalator, you were taken aback by that. Well, yeah, I watched that, and uh, somehow I got this feeling over me, and of, I, as I looked up and, and, and was watching him come down, this glow. And I said, I think this guy's going to be our next president, even though they made so much fun of him, uh, because... 
it looks like he's here for a purpose. He's being sent down for a purpose. Of course, I had no idea. I hadn't read all of these books. You didn't know much about this Trump either. No, I knew nothing of him other than that he did a TV show. And uh, he, he had a lot of money. What, what did I know about Trump? I didn't follow him. I, I just saw him, and I says, I just got that feeling that he was going to do something big. Or and it's be interesting. Big. And it's interesting that he and his he and his wife, I believe his wife Melania said the our father before some kind of get together at the White House, or, or maybe it was him, one of them. But they do bring up God, and in the past, God in religion was simply used as a tool to control the masses back then 3,000 years ago and even today. You, they give lip service to politicians, to God in the Bible, but their actions always contradicted God. They always intended from the start to reverse good and evil, accept sin, and reject God. So I think it's a good thing that Trump does bring up God. Yes, he does. And he, he started from the beginning. He brought God back. Uh, you know, God has been taken out of the public square, so to speak, and Trump's not in favor of that. Trump wants to bring him back to the, the public square. He talks about God. They, they did away with saying Merry Christmas, Happy Holiday. So all those kinds of things. And God we trust is on our money. They want to do away with that today, too. And he's against all of this get away from God. And I'm looking at that, as did Khan, I do, explaining his book. That we are at a time with Trump as our president, he's not going to solve it all. But he should be giving us a look into the future as to what will happen if we don't get back to God. Because we certainly have left God, no longer in the books. We don't follow the book anymore. We just go and do what we want, when we want, and how we want it. And it doesn't matter. And this is against God. And it's against God's word in the book. And say what you want about Trump. To me, overall, he's a straight shooter. you got to respect his honesty. It's a great refreshing thing from the spread of lies as if they were truth. And that's all you get with politicians. They, they want to inject as much confusion as possible with their lies so people end up rejecting everything but accept anything. As we look today and you listen to what's going on in the political world, they're all against Trump. Trump at least has some feeling about getting back to the book and to God, even though he's not the answer. He's not the answer. The answer is us, we, the American people, that if we want to get back to God, we have to speak of God. And we have to speak and be heard because, as they said somewhere along the line in one of the verses, Silence will destroy nations, and I do believe silence will destroy this nation because the people that can talk up for God are not. They're afraid. They're intimidated by what's going on. And that's on them. That's their responsibility to speak up. Just today, just before you and I got together today, I'm watching a show, and they got pastors on who talk about how they're intimidated, how what's going on. They're afraid of the... The PC, uh, the, the political correctness, because they'll destroy the ministry. They are afraid. And if pastors are afraid to talk, can you imagine your regular civilians? Hey, this is Robert from Don't Bring Up God. I first want to thank Relic Hunter Firing Line for sponsoring our show and believing in what we do. You know, I never thought I would buy a gun, but I did. I walked into Relic Hunter Firing Line knowing nothing about firearms. 
but that all changed. Relic Hunter Firing Line gave me safety and gun knowledge and taught me gun discipline at their on-site training class. I bought a 357 Magnum and now practice at the range all the time with their basic membership plan. Relic Hunter Firing Line is off of 145 in North Whitehall. Their phone number is 610-440-1911. Opening every day at 10. So whether you're a man or a woman, a beginner or longtime gun owner, shoot for hunting or sport, or for home and self-defense, Relic Hunter Firing Line is number one in the Lehigh Valley. See you there. What can you get at King Cone? How about everything? We have Nelson's and Libby's ice cream, homemade waffle cones, ice cream cakes, banana splits, milkshakes, and plenty of indoor seating. Come drop by and treat yourself, family, and friends at King Cone. Doors open at 12 noon, seven days a week. That's King Cone at the corner of MacArthur Road and Route 329 in Whitehall. Call at 610-261-1935. Yep, don't bring up God. It's for regular people like you and me, like me and you. Let Robert know how God and the Bible pertains or doesn't pertain to your life. Hey, one way or the other, like blondes or brunettes, shaman or Scott, a coffin or urn. We're here every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 on WAEB, 790 AM. Yeah, and certainly listen to call at 610-720-7900. Penhearth in Copley is your store for heating and cooking. Their pellet and wood stoves are notorious for saving you money. Visit them on 329, about two and a half miles west off of MacArthur Road. Penn Hearth also has an in-store rebuilding service if you need to repair your stove and make it as good as new. Their website is penhearth.com, where you can check out their Yoder pellets, smokers, and grills. Everything is available at great prices with ultimate efficiency. That's Penn Hearth, which is open Tuesday through Friday, 9.30 to 6, and Saturday, 8 to 3. That's Penn Hearth in Copley at 2626A Old Post Road. We're, I'm here with my buddy Joe, 80-year-old gentleman, still kicking, still strong for the most part. <laughs> uh, talking about how government officials and politicians, a lot of times they reject God. And to them, God just gets in the way of their own plans of complete power and control. You know, what they don't realize is God wants the best for all of us. The book says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. You know, that, that, that's, that's for all of us. And Jezebel, I guess we talked enough about Jezebel, but Jezebel, you know, she killed uh, men of God, and she killed a ton of prophets. And, and that, again, parallels today, just like today, we're in countries, when you're talking about Christians, they kill Christians. And how long is that going to happen before it's in the United States killing Christians? It's possible. Very possible, uh... It's it's just too much going on uh, as far as the politicians running running the world and not wanting to advance the word of God. They want to do away with the word of God, and they're showing it. They've taken, like I said, they've taken the Ten Commandments 
out of public places. We don't do those things. We can't pray in school. A, a, a football coach can't go and say a prayer in the middle of a field without losing his job. Now, what is God hurting? What is praying to God hurting when we do things on our own? We certainly cannot sit in the middle of the street and kneel on one and say, pray to God without somebody throwing us in jail. And Khan, and Khan of the paradigm, he talks about this. He, he talks about a metamorphosis of values in our culture, society, in nations, and it will be forced upon us if it's necessary. It's a progression of tactics. You, you told me this, Joe, in the, in, the, in the book. It talks about rejecting first, and we'll put in Christianity because it fits. They reject Christianity first, disrespect it, then tolerate it, then marginalize it, which means demeaning it. They vilify it, and then finally they criminalize it and persecute it. And the Bible predicts all of this. And again, our responsibility is to speak up and do our best for this not to happen. And there are those that can speak up, that have the podium, that that have the loudspeaker to talk, and they're silent. They are silent. And if you hear it, it's a peep, and there's very, very few people that want to speak up. But we all have to speak up. You, you can't go to work today and without watching out what's going to happen. Who's going to offend who? It's ridiculous. A little offending and, and oh, if it gets back to the boss or the establishment, you'll get fired. You'll get fired as sure as I'm standing here. And, you know, I get back to the two kings, the, the king Jehu, and we get, and this is kind of the last thing I got to say, is we, they came riding in, and their task or their mission was to purge the nation's leadership of corruption. Now, that is what went on in the past with Jehu. That was his mission, to open up a window and to speak as was Trump. And if you look at Trump today, he had one saying that they all sit here, that we repeat over and over, drain the swamp. And it's that swamp of politicians from the past that we have to deal with today. And we are hopeful that we can get God back into the marketplace, that back onto, up onto the platform. All right, uh, we got a caller. Who's this? NJ. NJ, what's up? Hey, Joe, you're absolutely right about what you said. There's a lot of issues there, and I just want to mention a couple of things with uh, Pastor slash Rabbi Khan. Uh, he does mention, when he talks about the leaders and so forth, he doesn't throw rocks, uh, and he tells us that we are to pray for our leaders, no matter who it is, whether it's Trump, Hillary, and Bill, or whoever. So he does tell us to pray for our leaders. We are commanded to pray for our leaders from the Bible. And, uh, Joe, you're absolutely right as far as bringing up, uh, you know, in our marketplace, at work, wherever we go. But isn't it interesting? Just stop stop and think for a minute. You can bring up um, Confucius, Muhammad, uh, you know, Buddha, any name, but don't you dare bring up the matchless, wonderful, extraordinary name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's when you start to get backlash. That's when you start to get backlash in the marketplace, wherever you go. And, uh, and why? Why? Why is it that way? And it's getting worse. It's it getting is, worse. It's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. And yes, there will be persecution. You have persecution going on around the world right now against Christians. So what do we do about it? Pray. 
pray for the ones in other countries, pray for our country, pray for our leaders, as said before, and be a witness, be a testimony, and share. Share your testimony to others, what Jesus has done for you. And that, that's the greatest thing, that, you know, I was one way, and then all of a sudden I met Jesus Christ. I asked him to forgive me of my sins. He forgave me of my sins, and now I have redemption. I have everything. Because who's Jesus? He's what? Creator, sustainer, redeemer. And he is coming back soon. And as far as paradigm, the Bible talks about the temple will be rebuilt one last time. Last December on Hanukkah, last day, they were lighting a candle on the Sanhedrin. The leader said, all the stones are numbered and marked and ready to go back. And people say, who gives a whatever? Well, I'll tell you what, when that temple goes up, who is going to be in that temple proclaiming himself to be God, but the Antichrist, the one world leader? It says He's one of, world the leader, fraud of the one fraud. Religion. The fraud of all frauds. frauds. Exactly. Thank exactly. you, NJ. Satan tries to duplicate uh, uh, God, right? The Trinity. Yes. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you. I'm with you, NJ. We got to run. Thank you. Okay, God bless. And, and Trump, they relate him to Cyrus. You ever hear that dude? Cyrus, king of Persia, again, many, many years ago, Cyrus allowed the Jews to come back to Jerusalem and to build the temple. The book says, I say of Cyrus, my shepherd, who fulfills my every wish, he shall say of Jerusalem, let her be rebuilt, and of the temple, let its foundation be laid. So again, more parallels from thousands of years ago to today, where Trump allowed the embassy to go back to Jerusalem, and he's doing other things for Jerusalem. He's on a coin, I believe, where he's on one side and Cyrus is on the other. So yet another paradigm, another parallel from history. You with that? I'm with that 100%. In fact, you told me about the coin just last week, I believe. Yeah, Cyrus. Cyrus. Yeah, I like that name, Cyrus. He was on a movie, Con Air. Yeah, whatever. That's another story. <laughs> hey, we got a call. Who's this? Hey, it's Joe. What's up? Another Joe. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think the key point, um, you know, with Jonathan Kahn, I mean, I do like how he calls people to repentance and faith in Jesus Christ. That's the most critical point. Um, yeah, we can take um, Scripture and make application. That's what I would call it, making applications to life events, because God is sovereign over all of that. Um, but that's the key. Um, and, and as you're saying, this world opposes that message of preaching the gospel, but we're commanded to. At the end of each gospel, Matt, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, we're commanded to give that life-giving message of repentance, of sin, and faith in Jesus Christ. Um, and that first point you made, atheism, if you break down that word, A meaning no, theism, the belief in God, that's an absolute statement, like you said, no God. But you think about that, that would require absolute knowledge of everything in existence, and by definition, if you had that, you're God. So <laughs> it contradicts itself. Yeah, the whole uh, thing, that happens so many times. Hey, thanks, Joe. i gotta, I got to run. I want to thank uh, Joe at the Caboose and NJ as a tidbit of information. In two weeks, they both will be on in the studio. But back to Trump and Cyrus, neither of those guys were necessarily a God guy. 
But no. they still did the will of God. Now, Trump, I don't know. I don't think necessarily he was, but I got to tell you, I think he's becoming more and more of a good guy or a God guy. I think he really wants to do good in the public's eye and in God's eye. And he does want to get God's name back where it belongs, because this was a nation founded on the belief of Judo-Christianity, and as however they put it. But he believes in it. And I think we all should believe in it and should take his lead and get it back. Don't be afraid to talk about God. And every time he mentions God, I, I feel uh, like at least a quarter or a third of the country cringing, whether they're Democrats or whoever they are, where they don't want anything to do with God. Why is he talking about God? They talk about, oh, separation of church and state. That has nothing to do with it. First of all, that's not in the Constitution. Thomas Jefferson said it. It's a different meaning to what a lot of people hold to. But it's a good thing to say his name. It is a good thing to say his name and, and to believe in the things that he's taught us in the book, the Bible, the Ten Commandments. Follow them, and you'll do well. Another quick parallel, we're running out of time as usual, is the Nephilim. And artificial intelligence today, AI, AI, no, it doesn't mean Allen Iverson. But the, the artificial intelligence, they're implanting in our brains more and more, where it's kind of like half and half, like a sweetener. Isn't that for coffee or tea or something? <laughs> but half and half, like the Nephilims, they were a, they were a uh, people of giants as a result of our genetics being corrupted by the sons of heaven. That's a whole nother long story. But the point is, the genetics were tampered with, half demon, half human back then with the Nephilim, and now it's half human, half artificial intelligence, which is essentially the same thing. Yet another parallel, another paradigm that we see in history. Well, Joe, I want to thank you for coming on. Well, I want to thank you for having me. It went so fast. It went fast, that's for sure. You have a Band-Aid on your forearm. That's not from my dog yet, No, is it? it's just a remnants of the bite. <laughs> a remnants of a bite. That's a great name for a title of a book. <laughs> there we go. I want to thank you, Joe. All, all roads lead back to God, as I say every show. And Tyler, we love you, and we will see you again. And around the world. WAEB Allentown. Available anywhere you want to listen on our free iHeartRadio app. Download it now. News Radio 790.